What is good, guys? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening if you're listening overseas. Uh, Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. As usual, I am your host, Caleb, and uh, I am stoked to be back with you guys uh, for another slate breakdown. Um, Not stoked on Monday. Not stoked on Monday. Uh, Obviously, we, we had yesterday off, and it was honestly pretty nice to Usually, it's tough, right? You have a terrible day, and you just got to get right back on the horse. And sometimes your mind is not right. Um, so it was nice to just get a built-in day where you can just, all right, reset. Don't even have to think about it. Get back on the horse tomorrow. But, yeah, um, I'm not getting out. I, I am not off the hook. Uh, we still got to recap Monday. So let's do that. Uh, obviously, it didn't go as planned. Um, first one of the day that we took an L on was Pelicans minus five. Just a bad call, bad call, bad read, however you want to slice it. Uh, did not, for any sustained stretch, control that game. Pacers were better. And we talked about it, right? Like, Pacers are playing good basketball. Um, I just felt the spot in terms of, of how the Pelicans were coming in off of a loss uh, would be enough to get the best version of them. Clearly, it wasn't. Uh, but I didn't watch the game either. So I don't know how much of it came down to the Pelicans not being them best, their best selves or the, the Pacers being really this great version of themselves. Regardless, wrong call, row one one. Then we go to Isaiah Hartenstein over nine and a half rebounds. We had a one game sample size without Mitch Robinson. Isaiah Hartenstein slid right into that starting lineup, uh, played thirty four minutes, thirty five minutes, went to OT. Um, but still, right, like that, they signed him to a an off season deal, pretty hefty one. Um, Tom Thibodeau is a guy where if you are in his good graces, if he trusts you. He has no issues writing you for 38 minutes a night. I'm not saying I expected 38 minutes, uh, but I definitely didn't expect him to come off the bench for Jericho Sims. Um, now, Isaiah still, I think, would have played a decent amount of minutes, but he was dealing with some foul trouble on top of it. Um, barely played. I think he got up to like 20 minutes, grabbed six boards. Um, obviously, if he plays those 30 minutes, we're on track. Uh, but he didn't, and he just didn't. So that's on me. Tough out. I, again, I really liked it. Like, but I, I have no idea why Jericho Sims started. Isaiah Hartenstein is far and away a better center. I don't know if it was a matchup thing. But they ended up uh, crushing the, the T-Wolves in Minnesota. So I can't even, you know. Tim, Tom knows his team better than I know his team. So, all right. Take the L there. Then we go out to Dallas. This one hurt, but it's like you can't really be mad. Like, it. this is, this is one that could have gone our way. It could have. Um, we've had bets like this that have gone our way, but uh, unfortunately, we didn't get it our way. It was a uh, it was a pretty close game for most of, uh, of this game, really for all of this game. Um, you know, so you can't complain too much. But there came a point where in the fourth, right, we, we talked about, hey, over the course of forty eight minutes, Mavs are going to go on on some sort of run, and can the net stop it? And they did. You know, um, I, I believe with five six minutes left, the Mavs were up ten or eleven. And then the Nets went on a, a run of their own to close that game, and, and the Mavs could never, you know, get back on top. Um, so, yeah, even even though you have a 10-11 point lead late, it's not enough. You know, it's just not enough, especially with these fives, these sixes, these sevens. Um, L there, 0-3. Then, where, where, did, where did we go? We got uh, the dubs, man. That's my team, right? I feel really good about my generally – you know, how, how I'm seeing this team. And this is usually a spot where they'd come out and, and absolutely smack up uh, a team. Um, you know, they had a couple days off. I th- we talked about it, right? They, they had a couple days off. Um, 
Steve Kerr literally is like, all right, we're we're making, we're going to make some rotation train changes. I trust Steve Kerr, right, to to put the best team out there. Um, and it was just an uphill battle all night. It's not even like the Kings are really all that good in my eyes. I know they're going to get up for a game like this. Um, but dude, I mean, Steph Curry was literally 17 of 24, 17 of 24, and they barely squeaked this one out. It's just as a unit, as a whole, there's too many gaps. Um, and I thought two, two days off, off of all those L's would be enough to, to get them right. I mean, I can't bet them right now. I just can't bet them right now. They're just a stay away team for me right now. Um, Kings were clearly the right side. Kings were winning for most of that game. Um, and then, you know, Warriors make a push at the end, but it it was never getting the seven and a half. They were never covering that number. Terrible read. Um, and we just got to reevaluate the Warriors. I got to reevaluate the, the, the Warriors right now. Um, because this was even without Wiseman, you know. Um, I, th- I think they'll figure it out eventually, but right now they are, are nowhere near what they were last year. Um, and we thankful to get Jazz, man. At least that held up. Uh, we, we grabbed five. I know some of you had three. Luckily, we were able to get home there. Um, and then the Cavs was just the, the icing on top of the cake, on the, the bad cake. Um, up, up 13 with five minutes left, melted away. I don't know if they scored a field goal the rest of the way. Um, and that was what, like, even a two and four, it's a big difference between one and five, right? Two and four, it's a whole two unit swing um, from gaining, you know, you know, to losing a unit just hurts. Like, But it, it just made sense, you know, like some you're, you're going to have these days. This won't be the last time I have a day like this as much as we'd like to avoid that. It is gambling at the end of the day. It is gambling. Um, and. That's why I will never feel safe until we're, to, you know, at the window. Until we're at the window. Everything, especially as a favorite, everything is always in play um, in the game of basketball. You can go on a 10-0 run in one minute, just like that. So that was brutal, but it, it happens, um, and it sucks that it had to happen on a day where we were already one and four, but we take it um, on the chin and we keep moving forward. We already had a built-in day to, to kind of get our mind right, and, and these are the days, right, like, it, 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 how you manage these runs, these bad runs, is, is how I feel like is a big part of you know yourself as a capper. Like it, it becomes so easy when you, when you lose a bunch of days in a row to you know overthink things and um, sometimes chase you know two opposite ends of the spectrum. But both things that can be detrimental for you. We're just gonna try and stay locked in, play it the same way we would, um, and we got a nice slate today. So. I'm excited to, to have another opportunity to to get some money. Um, let's talk through these games. I hope, you know, what, what we're going through makes sense. If you like it, play it. If you don't, fade it or, or pass on it. It's up to you guys. It is your money. I love you all for being here, though. Let's vibe out for a little bit, go through this card, um, and have a good-ass Wednesday. Does that, that sound good? That sound good? It sounds good to me. All right, guys. Let's get it. All right, first game of the day. We're headed out to Orlando where the Magic are hosting. Dallas Mavericks, a seven and a half point dogs. I lean Orlando here today. Uh, again, this implies about a 10 and a half point difference. And to me, um, this Mavericks seem clearly better, right? Where no one's disputing that, no one's doubting that. Um, but they have not shown the strength, right? Right. The elite teams, they cover big numbers at home and they cover short to medium numbers on the road. Slash, you know, even this you could consider a big number on the road. I don't. I haven't seen enough for the Mavs from the Mavs to, to get there yet. Um, five straight games at home. Uh, they win all but one. 
They don't cover in a single one of those. Um, so they're just doing enough to get these dubs. But in none of these games, right, did they do enough to get the cover. And, and honestly, there are times, right, where maybe you don't cover, but you were the dominant team and it, it was a bad beat and you just got a late push, you know, from that team that you weren't able to hold off. I, that's not really even the case here, you know. Um, even in the Orlando, in fact, it's the opposite, right? The Jazz game, uh, they win, but they they were down a big number early. Um, the Raptors, they were up. Uh, that they were up fifteen, but you know the Raptors very easily could have won that game late. The Thunder, obviously, they were up and they blow that. Uh, and then this very same Magic team they played at home, and, and you look at the box score, they won by nine, but that 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 is ultimately uh, misleading. It was a close game really throughout throughout that time, um, and, and the Mavs just pulled away late. Jamal Mosley is a former coach for the Mavs. He's very familiar with them. Um, it's not like the biggest factor, but, you know, he gets up for these games. He gets up for all these games. But, you know, with Dallas, you come with a little bit more former employer. Know a lot of those guys. Um, game starting at 2.30 for me, Pacific time, which is a little weird. I don't think you can really factor that into the cap. If you were to factor it into the cap, I think you'd say, hey, uh, this is a weirder time for Dallas, right? This is like a 4 o'clock start for them. Um, on their local time, which is where they've been, you know, for for all these uh, these last five games, um, yeah. So you so you just have a Dallas team that again has not been covering uh, as favorites, um, and it's for a reason, right? They have not played good enough basketball to to cover these larger numbers. Uh, first game of a road trip after a long home stand, right? Which is usually not a good spot. Uh, Orlando's been home for all these games, so they haven't been traveling. They've been at home, you know, supposedly should be locked in. They're coming off a really gross loss to Houston. They already played this Mavericks team and, and showed they could compete again back and forth for three quarters. Um, it's a it's a magic spot for me. I, I don't know that you can say they're 10 and a half points different. Um, to me, you just got to wait and, and see on the Paolo news. I'm not hitting this without Paolo Bancaro, uh, which sounds ridiculous given he's a rookie. But, I mean, it's, it's that simple. He is the best player on that team right now already. Um, so for me, hard lean Magic's way, honestly. But but we want to see what's up with Paolo. I, I just you you can't trust this Dallas Mavericks team right now, in my opinion, to lay a, a seven and a half on the road, right? Like this Orlando team, you look through these games, they're in it. They're in all these games. They're giving competitive efforts every single night. So uh, that's where I'm at. Heavy lean on Magic. Uh, but haven't locked and, and definitely won't lock till we get some Paolo news. Paolo said he wants to play all 82. So I think if it's up to him, he plays. But, you know, this Magic team and injuries, you just don't. You never know with them. Jonathan Isaac hasn't played in two years. You know, Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, they should have been back by now. Yet we have no timeline on when they're coming back. So um, there's a team that plays it cautious unless it's Jalen Tuggs. But Paolo's their, their prized possession. Um, if there's any sort of injury risk, I could see them holding him out. All right, next game, Denver and Indiana. Um, this is the game I probably have the least uh, amount of read on. I haven't watched a ton of Nuggets. Clearly, this Pacers team is not a bottom feeder, um, right? They've been playing good basketball. And, and they just have Tyrese Halliburton anchoring them on offense. And then Miles Turner, low-key, anchoring them on defense. This Nuggets team's better. Uh, but again, when you get Western Conference team traveling to the East Coast, playing at four, they really got to play well to come out with these covers. Um, very similar spot that New Orleans was in. I can't play it. I just can't play it. I, I haven't been, in, you know, grinding in the mud with 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 the Nuggets or the Pacers. Um, 
you know, so I, I don't have a read on this. If you do respect, um, but like, I know this Nuggets team has looked really, really good, but again, aren't beating a lot of top tier teams. And anytime you go onto the East coast, uh, and have to cover a, you know, a two possession game, it's a tall task and they could do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the Pacers, again, you, you don't, for me, I don't know what version we're getting. We have the best version of them against the Pelicans. Um, and then with, there's been times where we haven't seen the best version of them. But, but they generally show up at home. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if this is a close game. I'd probably lean Pacers. Um, but it's not based off of anything I've seen on the court. So I, I can't play it. Next game, Blazers, Hornets. <sighs> man, man. Come on, man. This is so tough. We talked about the Hornets, man. When they're bad, they're really bad. And when they're locked in, they're actually not that bad. Blazers are tough for me to trust as, as road favorites. It's the same thing with them, right? Like, they've turned up. They've looked really good this year. Their defense is much improved. It's not even all Dame, right? They have options on offense. Jeremy Grant has been a great second offensive option. Josh Hart is playing a, as a, you know, ideal elite, elite role player. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. This Hornets team, again, we talk about, you know, things maybe coming to light with them. Um, I, mean, I mean, you just look, right? Like, they haven't covered any of their last five. Um, they did push against Brooklyn as a four-point dog. But, like, it's starting to catch up to them. It's starting to catch up to them, right, where, where they came out and they were so focused and, and Clifford was doing a great job. But you're seeing even 10 games in. All right, it's tough for that to be sustainable with the lack of talent on this team. Terry is capable any given night of just keeping this team afloat offensively, and they're not terrible defensively. Um, but they are outmatched today. They are outmatched. But I will say, right, almost all the money's coming in on the Blazers. It opened up at five and a half. It's down to three. Um, and Jeremy Grant's questionable, and Yusuf Nurkic are questionable, and they were both probable yesterday. So not a great sign. Um, right. It'd be one thing if they were both questionable yesterday and, and wake up and questionable today. I'm not saying they're not going to play, uh, but anytime you go from probable to questionable, it's not a great sign. They probably just didn't progress through the night the way they wanted it to. It's a stay away from me, right? Two key players for the Blazers are out. Anytime you have a Western Conference team traveling to the Eastern Conference, you, you really want to feel good about that group and, and the performance you're going to get tonight. Um, uh, again, we don't. It's not as black and white as Blazers are due for a bad performance. Hornets are due for a good performance. But when you have that in there, it, it, for me, it just makes it all the more like, all right, let me play it safe. Um, you know, off the back of a one and five day. I don't even have a lean here. I, I mean, if I had a lean, I'd, I'd take the Blazers plus three and a half or minus three and a half and hope that one of those two guys are in. Because if, if one of those two guys play, even if they don't play, uh, Blazers can grind this one out. But it's not enough for me to play. I will keep it moving. Uh, Rockets and Raptors, really only way I could look is Raptors, but I'm not playing a 10-point spread uh, off the back of a one-and-five day, right? You're playing a 10-point spread, you need a team to really um, dominate stretches of the game. And the Toronto Raptors could absolutely do that. Again, we talked about it. The Houston Rockets are the biggest fade on the road right now. Uh, we faded them in Phoenix as a big, uh, big favorite. Um, and I, I would absolutely lean the Raptors here today. I think... More often than not, they get there. Um, but again, backdoor always open. Rockets hang around, hang, hang around. Rockets could be down 15 going into the fourth, and you still need a good fourth quarter performance to get home. I mean, as you've seen, right? As a big favorite, as a favorite, 
you never are in the clear until till the, the, the clock is zero. Um, Raptors are nothing for me, um, but I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, let, let's go look at it. Let's go look at uh, how Houston has fared. The the thing for me, the the thing, the reason why I like the Raptors even more today um, is because they're off a loss, right? So you, you're getting, in theory, a more for focused version of them. Um, but 10 is a lot. 10 is a lot. Let's pull it. Yeah, Houston on the road right now. Covered last game. Uh, they beat, you know, they beat Orlando in Orlando. That's a cover. Five-point dogs win that game outright. So to me, you know, they're almost due for uh, another bad performance. But didn't cover in Minnesota. Didn't cover uh, at home against L.A. Covered in. Uh, so they've actually covered two of their last three, the uh, last three road games. It's still Toronto or nothing. Toronto's playing much better basketball. Uh, last game was their first non-cover in five games. Covers a small favorite, big favorite, dog, and small favorite. Again, you're getting that 10, which is large, um, but I still like it. I still like it. All right, next game. Sorry, we're getting news coming in left and right. Uh, Drew Holiday out. Giannis out. Oh, shit. We got to take the – we got to take the thunder. We got to take the thunder, man. Please be up still. Please be up still. Please be up still. Ah, and it goes off the board. One sec. We're going to pause this and, and see if we can get it. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened. You got to be quick. You got to be quick. We were recording. Uh, got the news a little bit too late. Would have been great to snag the Thunder plus the five and a half at home without no Drew and, and Giannis. That's for sure a, a hit. Uh, but we just didn't get in it. Get it in time. Let's uh, let's keep it moving. I will say, guys, like a day off, right? Um, a day off. We're seeing a lot of these teams kind of start to deviate from what we've seen early on, and then that's our one of those teams, right? They were just terrible early on, terrible. Um, and they're hosting the Knicks today as three and a half point favorites, and then Kyrie gets suspended. And they've ticked up. They've ticked up. They're two and one since since Kyrie's been out. Uh, beat Charlotte in Charlotte, which again, not like an insane win, but anytime you win on the road, you'll take it. You'll take it. It is hard to spin a road win in any way other than positive. Um, I forgot who they beat before. They beat someone at home. Um, and then last game, the Dallas game, right? Easily could have folded. Easily. Um, you know when you when you're playing Dallas and they have these runs, um, you gotta you gotta keep coming back. You get hit, you gotta keep hitting back, and they did. So um, all of a sudden, you have a Brooklyn team that's playing their best basketball, and again, it just all comes down to KD. KD gets it going on offense, and then guys just fill in. They all know their roles. Um, I feel like it's a little bit more clear cut. Their energy's been a lot better. Um, so this team's ticking up. Now I can't tell you exactly where they fall though, right? Like. Yes, they are taking up, but how much are they taking up? On the other side, you have a Knicks team that's been about as average as you can be. 16th in offense, 16th in defense, 5-5, five and five, um, you know, and so you're getting them a, essentially books are saying they're a half point worse. Um, I think this is going to be a really close game. I think this game goes down to the wire. Um, in fact, I think the most likely scenario is a Nets win by like, one, two, or three. That I, I think it's legit a one-possession game. So this line's right on where it should be, in my opinion. Um, 
I think you, you're getting a toss-up game, so you know probably I'd just take the points with the Knicks here today. Um, and I feel like we know a little bit more about the Knicks, right? Like with the Nets, again, some things can still go wrong. You're relying a lot on Seth Curry. You're relying a lot on um, uh, Seth Curry and Joe Harris to hit these shots to provide space for KD um, because every time KD has the ball, the whole defense is going to be loaded up to make make his job as tough as possible. And so what that means is he's going to lead to a lot of kickouts, a lot of, um, you know, in the corner, in the wing threes, um, as the defense is loaded up to make sure KD doesn't have any easy lanes. Um, to me, Knicks, but it's going to be a very, very tight game in my opinion. Uh, Nets are turning up, though. They're turning up. They've been a lot better. Um, you're just playing. You're seeing they're playing with a lot more energy. Complete stay away from me. Pistons and Celtics. Again, I'm just not right now at this point in the season. If uh, if I'm laying a double digit spread, I have to absolutely love the spot. Pistons are playing better of late. I'm still not convinced they're anything uh, other than a bottom feeder at this point in time. Um, and they're kind of they're not as bad as the Hornets in terms of the talent. The talent's actually a lot better than the Hornets, but they're similar in that when they compete, they're actually pretty damn good. But when they don't. It can get ugly. They've already had a big road cover. Um, they went into Milwaukee. It actually happened twice, and they got blown out in one. They kept it close in one. You can see either side of the coin here, right? You just when you're when you got a twelve and a half point spread, you just got to dominate. I don't feel confident enough. Uh, you know, the Celtics are coming off a win in Memphis. Like this isn't like a motivation or focus up spot. There's no revenge here. Like it's just a good old, much better team at home with a. 12 and a half point spread complete stay away if anything i'd bet the the, the pistons 12 and a half so i'm not I'm, I'm definitely not next game this is a very interesting cap because jazz are the hottest team in the league um they just are have been a cover machine we got them last game they cover um they've covered their last five like th there's really nothing wrong with them right they've covered as a favorite they've covered as an underdog um but Atlanta's covered their last three, and right, this is this is what I mean when I say early on perceptions change. You have to be, you don't want to overreact, but you can't put a team into a box based off of what you've seen for four or five games. Yes, they may have looked terrible for four or five games, but at any moment something clicks. Um, and I'm not, I'm not even saying that we're at that point yet, but you have to at least consider it given the last three games, right? Um, Go into New York, they get smacked early, but they come back, win that game by double digits. Then they host the Pelicans. That's a good ass Pelicans team. Beat them in overtime, and then they host the Bucks um, with Giannis and Drew, both ready to go, and blow them out by uh, nineteen without Trey. So maybe they're they're figuring some things out. This is again, it was never about the talent. The talent is really really good in Atlanta. Um, it was just about you know the the chemistry and the co cohesiveness of this group. Um, and it wasn't there early, which makes sense, right? You get DeJounte, you're integrating a, a, an all-star into your lineup. Uh, but it has looked a lot better lately. On the other hand, though, like Utah, cover machine, cover machine. They've taken care of business on the road, at home, as a favorite, as an underdog. Uh, they're a really, really tough fade right now. They're, they're not a team that I can fade comfortably in any sort of compa capacity. Um, the, the games with that have been tough, right? The, let's go this through their losses at Dallas. Um, right, but they cover that at Denver um, and at Houston. So where where they have struggled, they it hasn't. It's not even like they've struggled on the road, but where they're more prone and more susceptible is on the road. So 
to me, this line implies only a one point difference, which I think you could say maybe is off. Um, but with such a short number on the road, right? Like this game could be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, um, and close. This t- game could be tied. Shit, this game could be tied with three minutes left, and the Hawks can still cover a four, right? This sh- shit, this game could be tied with two minutes left. Hawks hit a three, Jazz miss, Hawks score. You know, it's just so tight. I got to really feel good about that dog. And it's not like I don't feel good, right? But we've seen the Jazz be susceptible on the road in certain games, right? They've lost, all three of their losses have been on the road. One of them was close. Um, The other two, they wouldn't have covered a four. It's not as simple as that. But I don't feel comfortable enough betting them today with the way the Hawks have looked recently. The Hawks have looked a lot better recently. And I'm going to, it's going to keep me off this game. Uh, Toss up for me. If I have to bet it, I'll go. I'll take the Jazz if I have to bet it, but uh, I don't have to. So that's where I'm at. Next game, Spurs and Grizz. Grizz five and a half point favorites um, in San Antonio today. We got two plays in this game. Uh, we locked. I, I had six and a half um, minus 105 last night, so I grabbed seven at minus 115, um, and I'll take it. I'll take it. You guys know, like, I, I'm not – I'm not a Grizzlies hater per se, but at the same time, I don't feel super comfortable with this team. I don't think that this is the same team that was dominating teams for most of last year and went to the two seat. I know they're seven and four. They've looked good um, and they've won three of their last four with the only loss being against Boston. Uh, But let's look at the wins. Two of them were at home and they beat the Washington Wizards without Bradley Beal. And then they beat the Hornets at home without Terry or Gordon Hayward. Then they beat Portland in Portland without Damian Lillard, um, which isn't a bad win, right? Anytime you go on the road. But, like, you look, their road games, right? Uh, Houston only won by seven. That game was tied going into the fourth. Dallas get blown out. Kings, they beat them. They deserve that. That was a good performance. Lose both games in Utah. Yes, they had some injuries. Uh, Portland, they they win by five, right? That was a good win, but no Dame. Um, so they they haven't. You look at the body of work on the road; it's not amazing. It's not anything terrible, but it doesn't give you confidence. Meanwhile, the Spurs they have lost four or five in a row, um, but I'm not panicking, right? Like a lot of these games, that Toronto game, they had nobody. In the Clippers game, they lose by seven. That was a game where they were right there. Um, they were, I, I think, it was tied going into the fourth. Nah, shit, they were up going into the fourth, and the Clippers just won that fourth quarter by 11. At Denver, back-to-back against a really good Denver team that had, you know, the rest advantage. All right, you get blasted. That's fine. And then they host Denver at home. We leaned them. That was one of our leans on Monday. Um, Close game throughout. They lose by six, but they cover, um, and that was a deserved cover. They were there all game. Denver and Memphis are rated pretty similar for me. I'd I'd honestly say Denver is better um, than Memphis slightly. So, to me, I'll take the seven, right? At five and a half, it's tough. Five and a half is still a lean the Spurs way, but I don't know that I'd play it, right? Because you see these scenarios, right, where Memphis just barely grinds this out. You play the foul game um, and lose by five or six. I think that's the most likely scenario is a, is a win by Memphis where they do pull this out. but They pull it out by anywhere from three to six points. Seven, I feel safe. Five and a half. I still like it, but it's not enough. But you, you look at the Spurs team. They're playing a tight rotation. Keldon, Trey, Devin. Devin's off the, the minutes limit. Jakob Pertl, Sohan. 
um, Josh Richardson, Dougie McDermott, Kata Bates Diop. Like, this is not a bad team. This is this is a team that compete, and you see the record, right? Like five and six is not amazing, but like it's definitely not a pushover team. Seven implied about a ten point difference, um, and I just I don't I don't see that. I don't see a ten point difference between these two teams. So uh, I'm taking seven. I'm taking it confidently. This is a Spurs team that more often than not at home shows up. They've lost four or five straight games, so you know they'll be ready to go. Yes, they got the tanking thing going on, but players don't tank. Organizations and front offices tank. The players on the court don't. And this is not a bad team. This is not a bad Spurs team. I'm taking them plus the seven, minus 115. I'd take them six and a half. Six, all right, I still like. Five and a half, though, I think you stay off at five and a half. It's a strong lean still, the Spurs way, but it probably just doesn't hit the threshold for me. These are key numbers, man, especially at home against good teams where, you know, you're playing the foul game late. I like the Spurs to cover here today, though. Also on uh, Vassell, grabbed uh, – over 17 and a half points last night at I think minus 117 or something. It's up to 18 and a half minus 143. That's gross. Obviously, you don't hit 143 juice. If it moves up to 19 and a half plus odds, that's that's still tough. I'd probably where I would have had it is 19 and a half. Um, so to me, why why are we on this? Why do we feel like this has value? Devin Vassell last year averaged uh, 12 points, right? Then they lose DeJounte Murray. And he was the, you know, he was a high draft pick for them. He is a guy who's always been talented. And you see it year two or year three, especially on young teams, you, you want these guys to take jumps. You want these guys to take a uh, step into larger usage roles. And uh, Devin Vassell is one of those guys. He's averaging 20 points on the year. Um, and that's not a fluke. That's not a fluke. He's going to take either the first or second most shots on the team. He's taking 16 a game right now. He's taking 16 shots. Um, more often than not, he's going to score 18 points or more. Um, we go look through it. Last game, finally off the minutes limit, he scores 17 points, but he shot 6 to 17 from the field, missed a free throw, missed five threes, right? So, like, even he hits one of those and shoots 7 to 17, he's getting there. He hits that one free throw he missed, he's getting there. Then in the minute limit game, right, where he just came back from injury, he scored 20 and 29 points in 25 and 24 minutes. And he scored 23 points in 33 minutes, 22 points in 34 minutes, 23 points in 33 minutes. And then opening night, when they got blown out, he scored 11 points in 28 minutes. But again, they got blown out. He still took 15 shots. He just shot at 3 of 15. So, and missed three free throws. So for me, you're getting a guy where the books just haven't quite caught on to the usage. And he's just skilled on top of it, right? And again, points highly variant. It's going to come down to if you hit these shots. But he already had a bad shooting night last game. Good players rarely have back-to-back poor shooting nights. He's at home. Check. He's against it. Again, where Memphis struggles is defensively. They've got a great offense, but the defense is not um, locked all the way in right now. So it just checks every box. A low number. Usage uh, should be enough to get him there. Bounce back in terms of you know not shooting well last game. At home. Sign me up. Again, the value's kind of gone. That's why we played earlier. 17 and a half. Now to 18 and a half at minus 143. That is, again, I, I will never recommend laying that much juice. But if you are comfortable with that, again, I, I think he gets there. I think he scores anywhere from 20 to 23 points on any given night, given this usage at home. So I like it. I played it. Um, and that's where I stand. If you if you're willing to hit the juice, eat on that juice, go ahead. Um but I, I still think it, it's low. I think, you know, by in a month, right, if 
if things continue and the, and the Spurs don't like completely shut this bitch down, um, Vassell's props are going to be at at least 19 and a half on any given night. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised if you're going to see 20 and a half shit. If things really get cooking 21 and a half, I think that's where it's going to settle in at in a couple weeks in a month. Um, so right now we're just going to ride that while we can. We, you know, we took it a couple nights ago on a minutes limit at home and it, and it hit against a quote, good defense with the Clippers. Um, I think this hits more often than it doesn't. I'll take it. All right, let's close this slate strong guys. And again, I apologize. I don't have a, a ton of great reads today. I just don't, but, um, that's part of it, man. We just got to float survive uh, until we get back locked in Suns and timberwolves today Suns is a one point favorite and this is a really really tough cap uh because you have cp3 out uh or not not confirmed out uh but it would not shock me at all if he doesn't play i believe he's questionable let me see yeah he's questionable um and we've talked about it right Suns are up there playing some of the best basketball in the league but they had a little injury that i think um absolutely affects this team um cam johnson cam johnson got hurt three games ago and in the game they that he got hurt um they lost outright to the blazers then they come back smack the blazers up but again we talked about it even last pod when we were breaking down the suns um any team you have a anytime you have a team come into your own house as a big underdog and outright upset you and you get a chance that very next day or whenever it was to play them again it's going to be very hard for that underdog to stay afloat. And, and that's just what happened, right? Um, then they go into Philly and get not blown out, but they lose by 12. Clearly, the you know, we're, the, we're not the better team in that game. And so then you come into Minnesota, who, again, is one of the bigger fades in the league right now, um, still figuring out so many things, so many, so many issues right now with this Timberwolves team. Um, the vibes are not good. Delo's playing bad. Ant's playing bad. Cat's playing bad. They're just not optimizing a group that is very, very talented. They're still figuring it out. And over the course of 82, there's probably going to come a time where they do go on a stretch because they're just really, really talented. But it's hard to see that right now. That being said, though, if you're going to bet the Suns as a, albeit a short favorite, I'll give you it one point favorite without CP and without Cameron Johnson, it's, it's going to be tough, right? It's going to be tough at a certain point, right? Like you're looking around and it really is Devin Booker and McCall Bridges with average to below and DeAndre Ayton, uh, but average to below average rotation players. You know, it's just, it's tough. So for me, I, there's no way I can bet this without knowing what's up with CP. And, and this line was at three and a half last night down to one. So I would guess just based off of that, that the books believe CP isn't going to play like that. The, the line isn't going to move that harshly without some sort of lean on that CP news and more, more of the money is coming in on the sun. So at this point, I think you can kind of say, all right, CP's probably missing this. Um, and you would think, Hey, go ahead and take the, the wolves. But I, I mean, it's just been that bad is it's, it's not a team I can back right now. It's not a team I can back with any confidence unless the spot is great. And the spot's not great, right? Like the, the Suns are, are coming off an L they're coming off of uh, two out of three L's. Um, they should be focused and ready to go as a structure, as a system. The system in place in Phoenix is so much tighter and better. Uh, but but the Minnesota Timberwolves, if, if CP3 misses, are definitely the more talented team at home. Um, so there's just too many confounding variables on each side. I, I, I can't tell you which, which side ha- makes the most sense. 
if I have to bet this game and CP's out, I probably take the Wolves. But I can't do that with any confidence, man. They suck right now. They suck. Um, every single win, every single win for them this year has been against a meh-ass team, man. They won two nights ago against the Houston Rockets. Well, I mean, you know, they beat the Spurs without their guys. They beat the Thunder. Like, they have not beaten a good team. Even the most average team in the league right now, the Knicks, come into town, and they get smacked. So, yeah, man, I just – it's it's a really tough cap on both sides. I, I'm going to stay away. Um, All right, let's keep it rolling. We're, we're out to OKC again. You guys know Giannis News and Drew News hit. Um, both of them going to be out today. Um, and we wanted to grab Thunder five and a half. I I, I saw the Drew News. I, he was already doubtful. So, like, all right. And then I look, oh, shit, Giannis, try to go play it, taken down. Um, so you got to be quick and have those. You know, if I had hit that right away, it would have been there. But obviously couldn't get there. At two, I, I honestly still lean the Thunder. But it's probably not enough of an uh, – that implies about a five-point difference. I would still hit the Thunder. The thing is the Bucks are off of a loss. Um but the Thunder have not played very well lately, too. Like, it's been a clear difference. They came out really, really hot, had a stretch of, like, three, four, five games where they looked really good. That team has been missing for a little bit. That team has been missing for a little bit. But I, I absolutely would still lean the Thunder basketball-wise. I, I don't know that you can give five points to the Bucks. And we talk about it. All that offense right now, it, it has been Drew and Giannis. And so you take them out. Yes, some guys are going to step up, but you're relying on George Hill, Javon Carter, um, Grayson Allen, guys who don't really create their own shot. Bobby Portis is where I'd look in terms of props, right? Bobby Portis is the one guy who can kind of create his shot on this team, should soak up all the minutes. He should be in for a massive, massive day. I don't have props up yet uh, because obviously Drew and Giannis are out, so they're still figuring it out. But if if Bobby's props are somewhat reasonable, like I'm pro I'm not going to hit a 35 and a half, right? But if it's high 20s, even low 30s, I'll definitely consider it. It's going to be a pretty slow-paced game. Thunder have a good defense, but Bobby is the go-to guy in this game today. So that's the way I'd look. I'd look Thunder on the spread. I'd look Bobby on the on the points prop. I might get back to the Thunder and, and hit him today. I, I think this is a game they can absolutely win. Um, but again, you're just kind of waiting for the th – like I I personally am waiting for the Thunder to, to sh give me a good performance, to be like, all right, you guys are back. right? I don't want to play the guessing game with them. There have been plenty of times, you know, in these – these last four games where I wanted to get them like, all right, let me, let me see it first. And then I haven't seen it. Right. We even that Pistons game, right. They were up at half playing good basketball. That third comes get blown out. So they do generally play better on the road as most teams do. I'd lean thunder here. I would, uh, I don't think there's a five point difference between these two. I think it's more than, I think it's more like three. I think it's more like three. And even then, like this Bucks team is a little sketchy without their best players. It, it really is. But We've seen it. It tails all this time. When a team misses their best players, everyone else steps up. So we'll see. Uh, something to come back to, but I'm not rushing anywhere to lock anything. Next game, Pelicans, Bulls. I don't know what's going on with the Pelicans, man. The books like them today, though. The books like them. They set them as two-point favorites on the road. It was weird because last line made me think, hey, maybe they're reining it in. Um, but coming in today as a two-point favorite, the books like them. So that makes me like them. If the books are expecting a good version of the Pelicans, then I would expect a good version of the Pelicans. That being said, man, I I don't know what's going on, right? They have not looked good their last couple games. Um, and they're too talented, too well coached for that to continue. Um, but it's not like this Bulls team is a, is a pushover in any fashion, right? Like the Bulls are like just slightly above average. 
right? Um, they have two elite bucket getters in Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. I don't hate Billy Donovan as a coach. I think there are better coaches, but I also don't think – I also think there are worse coaches. Um, Bulls coming in, you see him, right? Like the when the Bulls are healthy and at home, they're a tough beat. They, they take care of a good Raptors team last game. It was a better spot for them than the Raptors, obviously, but you know what they're capable of. Um, but on the other side, we know what the Pelicans are capable of. And if the Pelicans play their best basketball, they beat the Bulls. They do. They, they beat the Bulls today. Um, and it is a good motivation spot, right? You've sucked. You've sucked. You've sucked. Let's get right. Um, but it's tough. It's it's not any – you've got to play good basketball to go into Chicago and beat Chicago on the road. I would lean Pelicans here today. Um, but given the funky business of the last couple of games, I'm going to wait till I see something first. I want to see something first before I'm, I'm comfortable enough to bet the Pels. Lean Pels, probably not going to play it. We'll see, though, as the day progresses. All right, here's the other game that I do have a play in. Kings hosting the Cavs um, as four-and-a-half-point favorites. Or, sorry, four-and-a-half-point dogs. Um, and I grabbed the Cavs minus five last night. <sighs> we get it at four-and-a-half, which sucks, obviously. But, hey, if they win by five, at least we're pushing, right? Um, to me, I can't let that melt really affect how i view this Cavs team and i don't think you guys should either um obviously it sucks right you're uh we talked about it up 13 with five minutes left and you blow it and even the game before in la like they really let their foot off the gas it was like 18 with four minutes left and the lakers pulled their guys and then the bench the Cavs didn't and then the lakers bench mob actually like went on a run it got down to like eight or nine with like two minutes left and i was like all right, guys, like, can we can we put this game away? And then they eventually did. But, you know, back-to-back games where it's like, dude, seriously, stop. Like, the game is not won yet. Please. Like, but I, I think, you know, after last game, especially, and even the game before, they're now if they're put back in that spot, it's a game where they keep their foot on the gas pedal, where they know, all right, we just fucked around and lost. We can't do that again. So, for me, this Cavs team is playing the best basketball in the league. I think they're playing better than the Bucks overall. They're playing better than the Suns overall. They're right up there with the best net rating. Uh, JB's a great coach. Again, I've talked about it. Staggers all these guys. One of DG and Donovan's always on the floor. One of Jared Allen and, and uh, Evan Mobley's always on the floor. And we go to the Kings, three and six. They're not terrible, right? They're not a bottom feeder. They don't suck, but they're just completely average. They're just so average to me right now. Um, and for me, the, the key is just Sabonis. Like Sabonis is a good rebounder. He's a good facilitator on offense. He's not a bad paint scorer, but he can't, he, he's not good enough as a rim protector. You get him in the pick and rolls. He's susceptible. Obviously he can't move his feet, but even if he's down there waiting for you, you can finish over the top of him. You can finish through him. This Cavs team is going to be fired up. It was a disgusting L last game. That is as gross of an L as you can get up 13, five minutes left and you completely blow it. You collapse on every level, on every level, offensively, defensively, transition. They suck the last five minutes. They're going to come in focus today. I don't hit first quarter, first half. For me, again, it's early on. I don't want to overexpose myself and take, you know, three bets on one game because all it takes is, you know, having a wrong read, and then instead of one unit, you lose three. Um, we'll wait towards, you know, the second half of the season when we really have more data to get trifecta spots. But I, I – I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to take it. I wouldn't even blame you if you wanted to take first quarter instead of the full game, given what we've seen the past two games. But for me, man, this Cavs team should get it done here today. They're clearly more talented. 
They're clearly better. You're getting them now in a spot where you just blew a game, right? So you come with a little bit of extra focus. It's not a bad spot for the Kings, right? Like they've played well in these games. Um, they generally have played well at home. They've had a lot of close games at home. Uh, but to me, I, I point to that Grizzlies game where, you know, the, the Kings were up for it. They came in playing well, but overall, you just saw the Grizzlies were way better. Um, and I think that's kind of how this this game plays out. It's a short number at five, really. It's short, not super short, but it's short. If the Cavs play what they're capable of, and I think they will, given what happened last game, uh, I, I think they get in here and, and win this by honestly double digits or eight or nine. So that's where I'm at. Don't blame you if you're scared of them, you know, given what we've seen. Don't blame you if you want to play the first quarter. But this Cavs team is head and shoulders better than this Kings team. And I wanted this Kings team to really be good, but they're still figuring some things out, right? Uh, Keegan's fallen off a little bit. Malik Monk's actually questionable tonight, which would be huge for them. Um, he's been huge for them. So yeah, Cavs are nothing for me. I already locked the Cavs minus four. Last game, Clippers and Lakers. This opened up at five last night. I was interested in the Lakers. It's down to three. All the value's gone. Again, this line implies that the Clippers are three points better because they share the same home court. Um, and yes, there will be, you know, Clippers printed on the court, but it's not really a home game for them. If anything, it's a home game for the Lakers, right? There will be more Laker fans. Um, everyone should be good to go. Uh, Bev's been out. He should be back. Uh, AD has been questionable. He should be good. LeBron missed last game. He should be good. Um, the Clippers have semi turned it around, right? But I'm not, I'm not ready to say that. I'm not ready to say that they've won four of their last five after a brutal start. But three of those wins uh, were against the Spurs and the Rockets. The Rockets game at home was very, very close. They barely squeaked that out. In Houston, they covered, but it was only a seven-point win. It wasn't anything crazy. In San Antonio, they were down going into the fourth. They just pulled that out. Utah, they lose at home. Utah was a better team. And Cleveland, obviously, we know what happened there. Cleveland was the better team for over 48 minutes. So we're still not – I am still not looking at this Clippers team like, oh, yeah, they're back. They have it, have it figured out. Their offense is still sketch. When they lock in defensively, that can be their backbone, right? They they can have a Bucks like I feel like streak where they're just doing things on the backs of their defense, and their offense may not be great, but PG is enough to to scrape by, and then their defense just gets some stops. Um, but I, I'm not sitting here like, oh, the Clippers are back. They're they're just not. Meanwhile, the Lakers three straight L's get blown out at home against Utah, lose by 14 to the Cavs, then they get blown out in Utah. Um, so you'd expect a good performance, right? Like th this team is not good by any means, but when you have Braun and AD and you've lost three straight, a good performance is coming. Um, opening night or not opening night, but third game of the year, they played the same Clippers team and it was a close game and they had Kawhi, right? So, um, I think this would be a really close game uh, at three. There's no more value, but I think this is going down to the, I think this is a game that is within two to three points either way with five minutes left. Who makes the big shots? Neither of these teams are playing great basketball. Better motivation spot for the Lakers. Again, I just am not sold on this Clippers team. I'd have them slightly. I'd have them one to two points better than the Clip, uh, Lakers. All right, And this, again, implies three. So uh, still maybe some slight value on the Lakers. If I had to play, I'll just take the points with the Lakers. But it's nowhere near enough for me to play. All right, guys. That's a, another big-ass slate. Let's go through it. Lean. Uh, strong lean Magic plus seven and a half. No lean Nuggets Pacers. Slight lean on the Blazers minus three and a half. Slight lean on the Raptors minus 10. Slight lean on the Knicks plus three and a half. 
zero nothing on Pistons Celtics. If I had to play it, sure, I'll take 12 and a half points. Baby lean on the Jazz plus four. Playing Spurs uh plus seven. Would play it at six, six and a half, five and a half, probably lay off. Devin Vassell points. Slight babyest of leans on Tim Timberwolves and nothing, nothing strong at all. Lean on the on the Thunder plus two. Lean on the Pelicans minus two. Played the Cavs minus five. Baby lean on the Lakers. Um three plays locked in, guys. I don't want to again. Don't want to get too crazy, man. Don't want to get too crazy. We got a ton of basketball left this season. Um and just don't want to overexpose myself. But good luck to whatever you guys play. I'm looking. Let's get back on track today, man. Let's get back on track. I love what we have. Feel good about it. Uh, as good as I can, you know, after a one and five day. Hopefully we can get right um, with at least a two and one day. But best of luck to whatever you play. I love you all. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.